It has been a while. A hot while. Coming to you live from the north side again. It is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On this episode, we come to you with the beginnings of the Tony LaRusa era. Oh, my God. <laughs> Enough said already. Brought to you by DBC Brand. Wow. Tom, your exasperation right there. <laughs> you know what? Let's let's start it off on on a positive note. <laughs> okay. All Notre right. Dame football. Oh my god. <laughs> That's all I gotta say, man. Huge Notre, win against Notre Clum- Dame football fans running on the field with no masks on. Okay. Outside of the storming of the field and the COVID disaster that is possibly going to take place. Yeah. For my beloved Irish. Notre Dame. Huge win against down. Clemson. <laughs> All of Notre Dame is going to shut down. Huge. Mark my words. Much needed win against Clemson. It was good to be on the other side of a game like that. Of on the winning side. Against Clemson? Is that what you're saying? Against Clemson, against top ranked teams <laughs> in general. Because <laughs> usually it's us getting annihilated or losing by six to eight points. Yeah. Um, all right. On topic of White Sox baseball. Well, before we move on from Notre Dame football, the Bears signed Manti Teo to a <laughs> to a practice <laughs> squad like three weeks ago. Oh my man! Nothing's come of that. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> catfish man. Yep, the, the catfish king. Not a good look for him. Yikes! I still got a number five jersey in my closet back <laughs> at my parents' place. <laughs> Uh, that still reminds me of my Halloween. Halloween just passed. Mm-hmm. Actually, the last time we recorded was before Halloween. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up Manti Teo because my freshman year of college, do you remember what my Halloween costume was? It was um, you and um, the make-believe girlfriend. <laughs> yep. So I had my Manti Teo jersey, my number five Notre Dame jersey on, and I swung a t-shirt over my right arm yeah. and I held it out all day. <laughs> <laughs> as, and as an invisible person, and I said, "Hey, it's my girlfriend." <laughs> Absolutely, oh, fantastic. it's so bogus. The po- so the bogus. Photo ops were on point, though. Indeed. Um, let's talk White Sox baseball, Tom. Let's yeah. talk the Tony Larusa era of has, White Sox baseball. It has officially begun. I gotta ask, just opening it up. Um, obviously, some listeners have probably seen my. T- one of my most recent tweets about saying, I am just, I'm quite ashamed to be a White Sox fan right now. Do you feel that way too? It's, I don't think ashamed is my word. I think embarrassed is my word. Hmm. You know, it's, it's out here. We, and it's back to, it's, it's more accurately. I'm back to being embarrassed to be a White Sox fan. Mm. You know, like before the rebuild, we were just middle of the road, not ever going to be good, not ever going to be horrible, but not doing anything perpetually. Baseball purgatory. Oh, yeah. But, like, Love that phrase. to the point that every other organization laughed at us. Like, there's no direction here. There's no traction. Like, every team had a reason to sneer at us and say like oh the socks are out like that's that's a series win you know or oh the socks are coming like not worried about them getting it through into the playoffs at all like just bad baseball decisions made 24 7 right and the thing is i think the reason why i'm ashamed right now is because it's even deeper than baseball right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's like it's just who is, what is the reason why we were in baseball purgatory? What is the reason why we had such a laughable organization? It comes down to ownership. Ownership is the key, right? And ownership in the front office. What's the common denominator in our current situation? Ownership in the front office. Yes. It's just the incompetency is unreal. Let baseball people make baseball decisions. That's that's like that is bar none the most essential part of running an organization is saying this person that I've hired to do this task right shall fulfill this task. Now the own now yeah. Th- that brings up the point of 
hiring Larusa in the first place, right? I think you and I both agree on the fact that Tony Larusa was definitely not the best candidate or even one of the best candidates for the job to begin with. I don't even think that Tony Larusa was one of the top candidates, according to the person who was supposed to be making the hire. And this is what I was saying, like Rick Hahn. It, it, like we're, we're making assumptions, we're making assumptions, but wow. it is <laughs> you look at hardly, his face, yeah, hardly an assumption knowing the kind of person that Rick Hahn usually is and the way that he trotted out Tony La Russa. Like he he, this was not his call. I mean, you saw his face the uh, the hour of of the announcement hiring. You know when he went on MLB Network and, and talked with whoever was hosting the hour uh, on the network at the time. I mean, it looked like someone was behind, like, not actually looked like somebody was behind <laughs> him, but it, it, he was acting like if somebody was behind him holding a gun to his back, <laughs> making him say what he needed to say to cover the front office and Jerry's ass at the time. Yeah. You know, Rick Hahn yeah. in, in his well-documented lawyer speak. Um yep. He looked very uncomfortable with the idea that Tony La Russa was going to be the manager of the White Sox. And now what we know, rightfully so. He knew during that press conference that your man's had a DUI about to come out. And they did it anyway. They said, that doesn't matter. We're we're still, like... This is the thing. Like, they're so excited about Tony La Russa being their manager that they are willing to ignore the fact that he's going to prison, potentially. You know? Like, I mean, I don't know what gets you that excited about a guy like Tony La Russa. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's number one for me, right? That's what I'm saying. So, like, back to, like, the fact that there's better candidates out there. Like, Hinch is off the table. That sucks. Yeah, to a division rival, Cora's off as well. the table. That we kind of people pretty much assumed he was going back to Red Sox, but Sandy Elmar Jr. is still out there. There's other guys still out there. Like, screw it. Like it's Super Joe. Let's let's get him in the manager seat. Like Super Joe. Are you talking about Joe McEwing? Oh yeah, <laughs> your I don't man. Know. Somebody calls him Super Joe, and it cracks That's me up every funny. time. Um, but it's. I I literally like I it, it, it's just that it's just that that like he had this coming up and like it's it was already a PR nightmare that you're hiring this guy and it's even more so now and you knew about it and still said look he's the best guy out there we need to do it no matter what like there are so many other people out here trying to get this guy like if we miss our opportunity he's gonna go away like that's not the truth that no. is like a false narrative that nobody else is trying to get tony la Russa, and there's a reason for that there's a reason for that yeah and i think that's where like namely he hasn't been in the dugout for a decade what the hell yeah what are we doing here the hiring it's it's what the hiring is one thing okay if tony larusa was hired to manage this team looking at his resume of winning now i know i know it's been a decade yeah since he's done it his resume of winning alone you know m winning season on top of winning season three world series championships if you want to give him a shot that's fine my two big problems. Number one, you didn't man, you didn't uh, interview anybody else. Yep. Not even Hinch. There was talk of interviewing Hinch. It never happened. Yeah, Hinch like, said they did not interview me. You could have interviewed so many other people, in my opinion, who would have been a better fit. If you really wanted to go with Larusa, if this was really going to be Jerry's guy, fine. Fucking whatever. Ron, Ron Washington. I like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Had to. Get a little sniff sniff in there. Uh, now, <laughs> number going to be the number two leading uh the number two overall 
number of wins as a manager of all time after this season if we play 162 games. Okay? Fine. Bigger problem is that you didn't interview anybody else. Biggest issue is obviously the knowledge of the DUI. And this is where I transition from embarrassment to shamefulness. Yep. You, yeah. You're going to have a manager that's probably going to serve jail time in the offseason. Yep. And, and he is going to be leading your ball club mm-hmm. in the spring. How, how, do you then, what? how do you then say to the players in the clubhouse, like, oh, you have to hold yourself to a certain standard off the field? Tony and Yo-Yo are about to go party it up in uh, Northwest Indiana exactly together. Exactly. Like, damn, they're going to be hitting the casinos. Hopefully, he teaches uh, Yo-Yo can teach uh, Tony what a Uber is. Yeah. Good God. And like that. That's that's just it. It's like it's literally unacceptable. Tony Larusso's favorite sound. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had a, sorry, a few wines he said he said he had a, a few, few wines, wines so he's there. not a beer guy he's a wine guy yeah he's actually he's he's <laughs> legit though steve don't forget he's he's legit i'm legit i'm a hall of famer i'm glad he could remember that he was a hall of fame manager after a couple t- <laughs> a couple too many God. drinks do you see this ring it's shameful that is shameful. The f- like that's the person. That's the quality. That's who's gonna of lead individual. your ball club. Yeah, like just not a good person. I'm not saying he's the face of the organization. You've got Tim. You've got Jose. You've got Yo Yo. You've got Gio. You've got guys. Yeah, you've got guys like Gio too who speak out. Yes, and are very vocal. You've got leaders in the clubhouse like yeah, like Yaz. But this is the guy who is the manager. Who ultimately is calling the shots? He's the one who gets a post-game interview every game. Every game he's gonna be interviewed. That ain't it for me, folks. That ain't it. We're gonna have to listen to that crock of shit go off every damn day. And I'm all for giving people second chances, and I'm all for forgiveness. How about third chances? Even third chances. Because <laughs> that's right. where that's where we're at. You're right. You're absolutely right. I am all for giving people multiple opportunities to make things right. However, the, this isn't who you want leading this young ball club. Like, the White Sox have an opportunity, I think, to take this decision back. Tom, what would you do? Can his ass. That's what you would do? Well... I would have never hired him in the first place. All right. So in hindsight, obviously, don't hire him in the first place. Right. So start there. But now that you're at this crossroads, if you are Rick Hahn, if you're Kenny Williams, hell, even if you're Jerry Reinsdorf, do you go back on this decision? Or do you, you stay in the course? A hundred times out of a hundred, I do that. However, comma, there's no way in hell they're going to. And it why not? Let me ask you that. Is it because of the relationship? It's because of the relationship. It's also they've already put all their eggs in this basket, so they'll look just as dumb if they back out. Like, like genuinely, they will look just as stupid if they back out, especially with the reports that the, that the organization already knew about it. It would just be like, oh, they couldn't take the PR shellacking that they were getting, and they had to— So which do you think is worse, that they're— that they're not having any sort of, I guess, moral standing, introspective, right? or process. So what's worse, not having a moral standing or having, looking like you can't take PR heat? Uh, definitely not having a moral standing. But look, like the the thing that I come like I I hear in the back of my head as we're having this conversation, like you guys were asking them to hire cheaters anyway. What are you talking about moral standards? Look. Larusa is on record as a cheater as well. That too. Like plenty, plenty of evidence of that. And I just, I just don't understand why like people, it's especially like 
I want to get into talking about these generations of fans because, look, like when you're talking about the generation of fans that is excited about Larusa coming into the organization, that was the same generation of fans that were saying it's not okay to hire a cheater. It's contradictory, right? Yeah, it is. It's like it's so asinine. It's it's uh, it is absurd to me to think that we can just turn a blind eye, ignore the fact that that happened in his past and the DUI happened in his past and the DUI happened in his present as well and all the things that he said about protests and racial injustice and how he doesn't give a shit about how there's racial injustice in the world and how he needs to deem a protest as sincere right and how he's gonna prove that he's not racist by listing all the black people he knows and like this is just not it guys this is not it and every other person has had an opportunity to like talk about this at this point but it's it's not a matter of us joining the bandwagon and saying like oh yeah he's he's like this is the worst decision the club the club could have made but we just it, it it's a fact that this is the worst decision I don't the know club if it's made. the worst I don't know if it's the absolute worst ultimately Tom as far as PR goes job. as far as PR goes knowing what they knew yeah Knowing what they knew about his DUI that was going to be upcoming and thinking they could, you know, bury that. Yeah, this was an awful decision and it is the worst decision they can make. Now, when it comes to Larusa, just as a baseball manager, ultimately, what's what's the goal of this organization, Tom? To do what? Win a World Series. Win a World Series. And Tony Larusa is one of the most qualified, was one of the most qualified candidates out there to do that. Absolutely. That's where I'm at, right? But as far as baseball acumen goes, I'm not afraid with him. He has a whole lifetime of like, let's emphasize a whole lifetime because it was over of baseball managerial experience. That's that's plenty to get the job done. Mm-hmm. It really is. I that's not what I fear with him. I think a lot of people are out there saying like, "Oh, he's going to be a really shitty manager on a day-to-day basis." He's he's not going to be. He's not. I I I sincerely doubt that, but that doesn't mean he was the right guy because of everything that this organization was saying they're standing for. Everything that this organization said they were going to do and they're not doing it. Look, like it, it again. It's it's not about the baseball part of it. It because he is probably going to do just fine in the captain's chair, probably. So let me ask you this question: When Tony Larusa starts winning, what 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 are we going to say? What's what's the narrative going to be? I think that the organization is really hoping this all goes away when when there's w's on the board my suspicion is that that is not gonna happen this this fan base has a very long memory very true like it's a little unforgiving we're especially on white Sox twitter it's a very unforgiving place we still haven't let go of the fact that a potential World Series in 1994 was taken away from us. Like, <laughs> let's think about that for a second. True, though. Like, we blame the players' organization, or the ownerships, actually, is, is where I come down on that side of things, for taking that away from our organization. Like, you really think we're going to forget what Tony LaRusso has been up to in the offseason? You really think... That we're going to forget that Jerry's the one really pulling the strings and will not relent. We're not going to forget. But when we start winning, this fan base will get excited. And we'll rally around the team. 
emphasis on the team. Here's what I'm worried about, okay? I'm worried that the winning is... Now, here's the thing. I'm not arguing and saying that Tony Larusa is not capable of leading a team to a winning record, the playoffs, a push in the playoffs toward a title. Yeah, he could do it. What I'm saying is that all of this that's going on right now is going to distract this team yeah. from reaching their end goal of making the World Series and winning it all. I truly believe that. I know you can't measure that. But here's the thing. Winning a title, uh, I was listening to Trevor Bauer talk about this because Trevor yeah. Bauer just came out with an interv- or, uh, a, a video in his, you know, yeah, on his YouTube on channel momentum, yeah. um, talking about the Tony LaRusso situation that's going on right now. Just recently came out. And he said, there's two things that really help teams continue to win, build that, you know, build that mentality to win and, and ultimately lead to championships, right? Comes down to two things. Talent and building, a, you know, building buy-in in a sense. The White Sox have talent all across the board right now. Yes, free agents would help. Yes, Especially going out in the pitching department. And yes, yes, cough, going cough. out and spending money would help. We've talked about that till we're blue in the face. They've got the talent though. The base for talent is there. The buy-in, I'm worried, will not be there in 2021 if Tony Larusa is the manager. He'll have to. I'm worried that it. these players will not buy in. With Tony Larusa, and it was that was my worry at first when they hired him. Right now, it's even a bigger concern with the news that has just come out. It's mind you, too, he hasn't called any of his players apparently. Yeah, since being hired, maybe he he's was, probably been busy dealing with legal issues. Yeah, he was probably told to lay low. Like that's that's my assumption is that it's like don't say anything then why? to anybody. Then why would you even hire this guy in the first place? Y- you shouldn't have. Um, that's a really interesting point, though, talking about the buy-in part of it, because it's like, how do you command respect when you're coming out of jail? Like, or from your second DUI, whatever it is, right? Like, there, there's so many ways that, like, these guys just laugh their ass off in the hallways after they walk away from talking to, talking to you. It's like, how in the hell... Are you going to create a mentality, a unified front with this team? Like, I, I don't know. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame manager, so maybe he's got it. But I just, I literally, I cannot, I can't, I can't respect him. This team is still so young and so impressionable, too. Yeah. So young and so impressionable. And I know that there are guys like Jose and Yasmani, and Dallas Keuchel that are veterans that are going to help this team in that manner. Yeah. But that all – ultimately, the manager is responsible for that. That's what you credit Ricky Renteria with is like, oh, he's a clubhouse guy. The clubhouse was really positive all the time. That's what you count uh, uh, credit Joe Madden with. Like, oh, he's a clubhouse. Mm-hmm. The clubhouse is really great. Terry Francona, the clubhouse is great. You know, no, no significant learning. This is something that we learn as teachers. No, uh, as a teacher myself, right? No significant learning can happen without a significant relationship. Correct. And I am worried that Tony Larusa, especially after this, will not be able to build a significant relationship with his players. That's yes, that's really well said. I mean, like, there's legitimately. And I'll say it again, like, I, I do not have a way to justify in my mind or any reason to respect this man. You know, it, it's like, so then, so then, well, let me ask you this. You get a call from a free agent in the offseason. You're a baseball player. You get a call from, from another guy on another team. What is he going to ask you about? Tony. What the fuck do you think about this Tony guy? 
they're not asking like, oh hey, like, and you know, like, what's the clubhouse feel like? What's, I'll what's be the, honest. What's the vibe? You've already lost one guy. I am not sure if you've saw the comments from yesterday. I think it was yesterday, or the day before, on Twitter from Marcus Stroman. <sighs> he's literally already said. I, I he's basically said I'm out on the White Sox. Yeah. He said, "Don't count me in. I need peace of mind, and this doesn't give me peace of mind." Peace of mind is more important than any dollar amount. Yeah, that sucks. And this is coming from a guy that's going to tap free agency and get probably oh. 12 to $15 million a year out of free agency. Yeah. After Robbie Ray got eight or eight plus. Yeah. He'll get 12 at least a year. I mean, over co- multiple COVID years. math, he might get 10, but he deserves so 15. Ultimately... Yes, I'm frustrated with Tony Larusa and his decisions off the baseball field, right? Yeah, and, and again, like, but that's the only thing that's setting us apart from what other or like other people commentators are saying is that we're talking about we don't we don't think that his baseball acumen is bad, right? It's what the fuck are you doing off the field? But I'll be honest with you, I'm more upset with Jerry Reinsdorf. Facts, and we should talk about that after a quick break. Um, you know, I've been really stressed out lately, especially like, man, I had this big grad school project and I had to put together this online portfolio (laughs) here. You are a smooth salesman, sir. This this, this shit was ridiculous, man. (laughs) I had to put together this Google website and it looks okay. Right, Tom? It's okay. You did. You did okay. I did. All right, Tom. Right. (laughs) Your your grade's probably gonna be just fine. I, I hope so. My prof is is killing me. The right content now. was there, however, the presentation. Uh, I'm hoping so, man. You know, like I'm worried that my work, my hard work, is gonna go underappreciated by my professor. I'm worried yeah. that like I, I'm I'm not gonna get the grade I want. You know, it's not impeccable. I, I somehow, you know. I really lack the know-how when it comes to resources, especially when it comes to online resources. You man. son of a bitch! With this, with this cell, I am, I am hook, line, and sinker. Uh, who, who should you have called instead? You know what? I'm thinking. I think we got some friends we over do. at DBC Brand that could have helped me <laughs> out. You know, they have three <laughs> solid tiers of social media marketing plans. Uh, you get access to professional social media content curation, mm. email blogs. Mm. Uh, live video, mm. photography sessions, and mm. more. All that would have helped me out in my project. Um, if you want to find out more, you should go to dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and the spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital, digital by creatives. creatives. Now that's an ad. ad read, baby. Yes. Yes! Before, you hit so me with the with the power hands. The, the you already know. Before we went on break, obviously I just said that my frustrations. Obviously, I'm frustrated with Tony Larosa, but my biggest frustrations and just anger right now is toward Jerry Reinsdorf. Is that? Do you think that's fair? One thousand percent. One one thousand percent. Because again, like. Obviously, I'm pissed off about the manager decision and, and how that went down. Obviously, I'm, I'm pissed at, at the way that the entire organization right now is handling the Tony LaRusa thing. They haven't come out with a public statement about it. Uh, they're thinking that this is just going to be, you know, sweeping under the rug. Ultimately, that comes – it's a trickle-down effect, right? Would you agree? Like, all of this is because Jerry Reinsdorf is, you know, the head of this organization. Yeah, it, it it sets a tone for what is acceptable, what is expected. Like it's just cronyism, is what it is. And like when it when that's what is, when, when it's not, you're not rewarding good baseball. You are, but you're not rewarding recent success. Is what and, and you're just going way past that and, and and instead you're rewarding friendship which oh, is for like sure i mean that's a great quality in a human that's not a great quality in, in a, a business. business owner exactly uh, the cronyism is unreal 
Let me don't even get me started on that. Now, here's where I'm at. As a part season ticket owner, Tom. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can flex on them now? So here's where I'm at. Should I I've been this close already to emailing my ticket person and saying, Hey, I'm gonna hang it up for the twenty twenty one season. Now with the way our front office is handling this right now, and mm-hmm. with Jerry's moves and with the position he's putting this ball club in, should I send that email? I know there have been people that have done it. I'm I'm on the edge, Tom. Convince me one way or another. Here's the thing. You're going to want to be in the stadium. You're I want to support this ball club really badly, Tom. Trust me. They My fandom is huge. You know this already. You know I'm a we huge fan. Be f- no one has to hear it otherwise. Right? <laughs> Does Jerry deserve my money? Because ultimately that's where it's going. I mean, it is ultimately going to him, but like... Does Apple deserve my money? Like, I gave it to them anyway. Like, like, (laughs) I mean, this is what I mean. Like, you cannot in our society differentiate where you spend your money and who that money ends up in the hands of. So what you should do is buy the products you want regardless of where that money is going to, to a degree. You know, if you're if you're spending money on shit that's like obviously burning the earth to the ground, then probably stop doing that, you know. But there are ways, especially with entertainment, to make your dollar speak. And what are you going to do? Go go and support the Ricketts family up north. What are you going to do? Go go to fucking Cleveland or or Milwaukee to watch baseball? No, you're going to watch baseball for your team. And if you're not. I mean, you're going to watch the game. You're going to consume this baseball product whether or not you're in the stadium. So, so you're saying I need to curb myself. Uh, you need to, like, yeah, curb yourself. Go watch the game. Jerry's going to get his money whether or not you, Steve Smurt, decide to <laughs> drop your season ticket package. Like, he'll be fine. He'll be fine if no one, if there's another season that – no one goes to this the games because it's Jerry fucking Reinsdorf. He's going to be rich till the day he dies. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, but are my frustrations something that I should voice out to yeah. a representative? Yeah. That would be, that would be <laughs> really telling to say like, hey, um, I'm questioning whether or not I should come to these games because – the hiring of the manager. What what do you guys have to say in response to that? Like that would be, <laughs> that would be uh, as like the on the receiving end of a lot of customer service like snafus. That would be a nightmare if somebody came to me and, and like let's say like Mark Malnati did something like horrible, um, which he he won't. He's a good guy, but <laughs> like some customers coming to me and saying like. What do you have to say for yourself? I'd be like, I, 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 that's, I don't know. Like, yeah. it's literally a nightmare. And that's, that is what we're going through is, is a PR nightmare, self-inflicted. So yeah, draft that email, <laughs> draft that email and ruin somebody's day. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yikes. It's, it's bad, man. I don't it's know if bad. I want to ruin somebody's day though. Ultimately I you want to communicate up the ladder. Exactly. You want, to, you want to say, like, look, this fan base is upset. And they know. They know we're upset. They, there's no way they don't know the fan base is, is upset. And I'll tell you, it, it's, it's, a, it's a good media core that's leading that. Right. It's, and, and, you know, props to that. You know, there, there are some times where the media core is a little abrasive here but except for steve steve stone he's still carrying oh he's carrying the water oh my goodness pitchers and pails this this man is jack and jill both going (laughs) up the hill (laughs) fetching the pail of water (laughs) he's he's really getting after it yeah um but he probably he's probably best buds with larusa as well like for all we know wait didn't he play for him? No. Was he on no. 83 team? No. Oh, no, he he's was on like Stone, 74. Stone was, yeah. He played like <laughs> almost an entire decade before that. Now, 
Oh, that guy's old. <laughs> now, what do we have to say? Obviously, we have a lot to say about the front office. We have a lot to say about the organization. We have a lot to say about ownership. Okay? But sticking with ownership, actually, for a hot second, because I know you want to go there. I do. Steve Cohen, the new owner of the New York Mets. The Metropolitans. Just came out with a quote, you know, as, you know, somebody in the media, I think during an interview, was asking him, hey, what what involvement do you want with this organization? Like, how are you going to run things? How, you know, what's your relationship going to be like with, you know, vice president for baseball operations, general manager, the manager, all that, right? And what did he say, Tom? He said, that's their fucking job. Basically. He really said, my experience in baseball, playing baseball, being in baseball, is I played in Little League once. So I'm just going to let the baseball experts be baseball experts and do their job. Do you think the White Sox would be in a better position? <laughs> yes, they would be in a better position. They would be in a hell of a lot of a better position if this goes back to like the damn Stone Age when we're talking about pre-rebuild where Rick Hahn had to beg this man to let him rebuild. Mm -hmm. he had, and, and I'm sure Jerry's out there thinking like, oh, we just need another like mid-tier free agent that would, that would put the team on the edge. It's like, no, dude. Like, this is not, this is not good baseball decision-making. No, no. You he, reward recent success. He just doesn't understand baseball. That's the thing. I mean, he got here's the thing. He doesn't understand sports. He pulled, no, he doesn't. You're right. He doesn't understand sports because here's the thing. When it comes to the Bulls, you're not going to pay no, Scotty no, no. Pippen. When it comes to the Bulls, he you're pulled, not going to pay Scotty he Pippen. He pulled a unicorn out of a fucking hat with Michael Jordan. Yeah, he did. He really did. That's how he got lucky and that's how he made his fortune in sports. Mhm. Mm and I know the White Sox have grown significantly. And with, and, like you're saying he pulled a unicorn out of a hat with with fucking Michael Jordan. Same with Scotty Pippen. Also true. I more, mean, even more so with like, him actually with because he Arkansas, was like came from a the middle not of even fucking a, nowhere, not even a major program. Yeah, at least people like knew D1. Michael Jordan was gonna be good, right? Like Scottie Pippen, nobody fucking knew that. Yeah, <laughs> and then he was a dick with the whole contract. And of that's course, what I'm but, saying. You like, know, ugh. obviously, like I was gonna get at frustrations with ownership, frustrations with the front office, frustrations with. Our current manager, somehow, still. Um, Do you let's see talk this about ring? Do you see this ring? I'm, I'm legit. I'm a <laughs> Hall of Fame baseball player. <laughs> let's talk about... That's his quote from The frustrations, especially that you have, with certain generations of fans right now. Well, look here. Look here. Uh, it's, it's, it's really evident that you all... Want to worship this guy for his past success. Now, specify you all. And Boom. you don't have to throw names. Just Boomer. <laughs> Is that clear? Boomers. Okay. So, I, I hate to paint with a broad brush here. But I'm doing so. There is a level of excitement for the baseball decision making that... That generation had that generation of fans. The older generation of fans is is excited about this and saying like, "Oh, this guy's a great a good fit." Like, look at his track record. Okay, yes, his track record's fantastic, but you are overlooking a lot of the intangibles, which is hilarious because. The only thing that you guys fucking care about on the baseball field is intangibles. The clutch gene? Are you kidding me? That's, you guys want to talk about how somebody's not clutch, but you're going to overlook all the PR bullshit and off-camera bullshit and outside-the-lines bullshit that this guy is carrying with him to this team? That's the intangibles as far as management goes. So you're going to talk all up and down about the intangibles of a baseball player, but you're going to ignore the intangibles of a manager? 
fuck off. You know, like I, I don't have time. I, I don't. I literally, I, I do not have patience for people who will not see the error in their own way. And the reason why you're overlooking it, the reason why they are willing to overlook this stuff is because they're of the same ilk. They, they want to see the 83 baseball team again. Well, look, that was 40 fucking years ago. 40 years ago. You're a man in your middle age years ago. Yeah. How much has baseball changed in 40 years? Oh, you just look at the damn game. It's ridiculous. It's not even the same sport. Basically. Basically. I it's Yeah. I'm I'm almost out of words to say, right? You going to say something? No, I just want to cuss again. So, just keep going. <laughs> I just like well, okay, you look at Hayes and Ken W.O., right? Mm-hmm. So these are the guys that are excited about it. And and look, when it comes down to it, those guys are right a lot. They are. Uh, Ken was stretch. <laughs> Ken W.O., our guy here, will stretch That's when it fair, comes but, to his but accuracy. Hayes, Hayes is right a lot. I would say so. I mean, he also owns when he's wrong. That's the thing. That, and that's part of what makes it, like... So, when it when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, is he going to win baseball games? Inevitably, yes. He will win a baseball game. But will I be excited for Tony La Russa to win baseball games? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It is not the same. It is not the same as Jim Boylan because we were cheering against him because he was bad at the on sports, the, the that part of it. Yeah. It is the same, though, that you want him to lose. You're cheering for the coach to lose because he sucks. I don't want to do that again. I just stopped doing that for one of the other teams in the in the city. Right. I here's the thing. I don't think Larus is necessarily going to suck. Now here's the thing. No. I, I, and again, like he he doesn't suck on the field. I I doubt that he's going to suck. I mean, yes, forty years ago, baseball is old fucking news. And I mean, once again, I am like I said, I am a forgiving person. I believe that I'm a very forgiving person, mm-hmm. and I will be with Tony Larusa. Now here's the thing, and. I think Larusa hinders you from being able to sign certain free agents or have yeah kind of being competitive in the free agency market especially this year. Yep. So I think there's not necessarily you can argue for an on-field advantage with Larusa being the manager. You can argue for their kind of being a wash. I think that's beside the point because I think players play the game, right? Correct, correct, correct. Players play the game. And right now we lack a little bit of depth in certain positions throughout the ball club. Specifically starting position. Yes, starting and pitching. I know you want to hammer that one. Starting pitching. I know you want to hammer that one until you break the wall. Starting pitching. But right now, Stroman just took a qualifying offer an hour ago. Damn it! And we knew that was going to happen or, or you know, he wasn't going to come to the White Sox after the comments he just made. Yeah. Which were. But, but, I'm worried that you've got Trevor Bauer, someone that, you know, White Sox Twitter, I'm not necessarily he was going to be the guy that we were going to get either because we're infamous for not getting guys yep. that are at the top of the free agent list. But. You've got guys who are loud and opinionated, like Trevor Bauer, who are saying, eh, maybe this situation on the south side isn't looking so hot. Other guys are going to listen to that, too. So He's a voice in the league. I'm worried not about, even though I think there are elements of the on-field performance in regard to the culture of the team that I am worried about with La Russa, 
I am a lot more worried about the implications when it comes to free agency, especially when it comes to our track record being intertwined with that. Well, you don't have to worry about free agency because I think Jerry thinks the team is done. Well, he'll think the team's done when we, you know, get Kevin Gossman as our top free agent. <laughs> I'm I'm hammering that name. I think Kevin Gossman <laughs> is going to be. I think he's going to be the top oh free agent no. signing for the White Sox. White Sox, and uh, on top of that too, we're going to be platooning Mazzara and Angle again in right. Mazzara and Angle. I um, and then <laughs> somehow we're not going to sign, uh, resign uh, either James McCann or Alex Colme. We'll get one or the other. Mm. You 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 do think we'll get one of them though? I think we'll get one or the other. Mm. I think the Jerry in his uh, infamous, uh, you know, and kind of uh, money clenching. <laughs> that's the words <laughs> I was looking for. He's gonna give us one and leave the other out for wherever. So it's probably gonna be Colome, in my opinion. Because who he's are you gonna, gonna have the higher price who, tag? Who are you? Well, who are you gonna replace him with if he goes? Whereas with McCann, you already have a catcher that you've invested a ton of free agency money in. So, no, Mike Leak is not. No, Tom. <laughs> my lord. So not good. Just not good. That's the. Those are our two free agent signings. Mike Leak and Ball. You know what? Here's the thing, too. Don Cooper works great with Dick Ballers, and we don't have Don Cooper anymore. Yeah, so miss that guy. <laughs> my God, I couldn't. I'm about it. to crack another beer. No, that's not that's before not. noon. Yeah, that's uh, as a result of this fucking conversation. I mean, I I want to formally apologize to the the fan base that you know I insulted just moments ago. Um, but with the caveat. You know, the reason why I want to sound off on the older generation of White Sox fans is, you know, there's a reason why we were mired in mediocrity. It's this this backward, like reaching back thinking, this cronyism, this this, oh, fucking Ventura was great on our team in the 90s. Let's have him manage the ball club. Yeah. Well, now we're saying Larusa was oh, great. Oh, here's the thing. Nah, I'm gonna stop you there in for a second. In the '80s, I'm gonna stop you there for a second. At least Larusa was a manager. Robin, number one, had no desire to become a manager yeah. before that, and number two had zero managerial experience. While the game has changed, I 100% agree with you. I don't think that when it comes to honing in the talent that the White Sox have. I don't think Tony's going to have a problem with that if he, if this is still his job mm-hmm. in February, March, going into the season. <laughs> My problem is with <laughs> the character that he's shown. Yeah. And ultimately, the culture he builds within the clubhouse. That's all I got to say. My biggest hurt from this comes from what I was just touching on is that we, we are an organization that habitually reaches backward rather than reaches forward. And I thought that that narrative was done and Mm. clearly it is not. Mm. Yeah. You know, that is why I am so jealous of other mid market teams like the Rays. That's a small market. team, actually. Yeah. And and the A's, where they are always, w- to a fault sometimes, mind you, they're always reaching forward. But what that means is that they have a pride and, and they peop- other organizations look to them and say, what are those guys doing? What's the trend over there? Nobody fucking does that with the socks. Maybe. With our scouting department in Cuba, maybe. But otherwise, no one looks at the Sox and says, ooh, what are they doing? There is no pride that we can take 
to the rest of the baseball community. Starts with the top. I mean, we've argued this to to we're blue in the face too. It comes from the top. It comes from the top. But again, like I thought that narrative was dead. I thought that we were about to take the next step and and say even more clearly, look, we're reaching into the future. We are a ball club on the move. We are commanding respect in the community. But no, instead, we're going to reach backwards again. And even if we're successful in doing so, it's going to be a fluke and a one-time thing, and it's going to go away. Like, this is going to be another team that wins one World Series and then is done. Hey, even if they give us one, (laughs) I'm... Sincerely happy with that. I bullshit. Will, I will bullshit. not. Bullshit. Absolutely not. I, I'm not. You're going to, you're going to, in 20 years from this, now, be okay that one this World will Series, be, one World Series. This will enough. be my closing comment. Whether it's Tony LaRusa leading this team, whether it's Sandy Alomar, whether it's another. I like how you're putting it out there like that's going to happen. No, it's going to be Tony LaRusa till Jerry and him both fall into the grave together. Here, here's where I'm at. I think we don't put enough emphasis on what winning a World Series actually means and how difficult that is. Right? Yeah. It's very difficult to win a World Series. You hardly ever see back-to-back World Series champions. It's happened a couple times in the last... 60 plus years and the Red Sox seem to be able to piece together a lot of World Series the Giants seem to be able to put together a lot of World Series not back to back the Yankees and here's the thing our organization our organization repeated okay that's fine you're saying over a span of time yeah over like a decade dynasty type shit okay here's where I'm at White Sox were never built for that we aren't in a position to do that I don't think the way in which the front office works I don't think in which the way ownership thinks they'll never be at that point until Jerry Bryantsdorf passes away. Okay. So in the next 15, I'm going to say 10, if they don't win a world series within the next 10 years, I'll be extremely disappointed. I don't think this team will win multiple world series, but I'm content with one in the next decade. Yes, but one has to happen. Because I think this team's window closes in 2023. Once all those guys start to become free agents. yeah, You may be able to pull a couple back in in 2023. And that's why I think at the end of the 2023 season, that's your window really starting to close. But it's got to happen in 21, 22, or 23. But so. you see, that's, that's forward thinking. That's what this ball club needs is like looking into the future and saying, what are the trends going to be? What is it going to be like in 2023 baseball? It's that's 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 so lacking in our ball club. And that this like, again, this is what really makes me mad is that, you know, every time I talk about being a White Sox fan to people who aren't White Sox fans, it's like. Why are you that? You know, and like it's it's just like I, I'm going to be the complaining guy right now. But like I'm sick of having to fend off, you know, attackers on our organization. It's like I want an organization that like I'm proud to be fans of or, you know, like I would rather be a part of the evil empire like that every organization hates playing us because we're so annoying and we always win or like that's the kind of organization like the fucking dodgers where they win every damn year they win their but they just won oh and there's a perfect example of what i was getting at with championships correct yeah with world series championships it's the first one since 88 tom first one since 1988 from a team that consistently spends that has all the talent in the world and here's the thing and this is the combination, the reason, a big reason why the Dodgers are going to be good in the future, too, is a combination of free agency spending and homegrown talent. And the thing is, the White Sox lack in both of those departments. Okay? Correct. Correct. They lack in the willingness to go out and spend for a superstar like Mookie Betts. Mm-hmm. 
like the Dodgers did, right? As well as the ability to have homegrown talent and sustain their talent through good development. Let's okay? just hire every single pitching staff member in Cleveland and then just fire everybody that we have. I'm and telling then just you, like transplant no. that. Matt Zaleski. Matt okay, Zaleski we'll is Zaleski. a huge step in the right direction. But everybody from Cleveland. Well, you think of it this way. And you brought up Oakland. I know this is a goofy comparison, but think of the Oakland A's and think of Moneyball, right? Mm-hmm. Billy Bean, his right hand man, came from Boston, right? Yep. He interviewed for the Boston position, or pardon me, from Cleveland. He came from Cleveland. Um, he went, was going to go trade for somebody or, or something in regard to that, right? Some deal was going to happen. Got connected with somebody in their analytics department who had, by the way, no baseball experience playing mm-hmm. baseball, but became Billy Bean's right-hand man. And that's the thing is is we've got – it ultimately comes with flipping the mindset of this organization. So It's never going to happen, Steve. That's, that's In what the lifetime of no, Jerry Reinsdorf, you are correct. But, that's what but they've got to steal a championship in his lifetime. That is what this move tells me is that there's no desire – to be different, to change, to move in a different direction. And fucking your campaign was change the game. You assholes. Li- literally, the like, pl- here's the thing. Middle fingers up to the you, players. the organization. The no, players. No, no, no. Like, yes. Literally, the fact that, no, the, the players aren't in charge of the PR. They aren't. The, they the, aren't. But they carry that. That's where that comes from. That's it's fine. It's not change the game front office. The front office doesn't live by that message. It's it's the message for the fans. It's the message for the players, Tom. Come I on. I understand you know that. This. But who makes the decisions for the fucking social media campaigns? The, it comes Somebody out of the front, in the front office. office. But they don't really give a shit, Tom. I know they don't Come give a shit. Now. But why would they sell that to me? Why would they do because that? Because you fall for it. That's why. And because you've middle fingers it. to you guys. That's that's what I have to say is like, why would you say that and then like hit me on the head with your I left get hand? It. Like, like show me something over here and then like fucking smack me in the <laughs> head. Like that's that's what I feel like they're doing. It's like when you do it to a, like a dog and you're like showing them a toy and then you hit him on the side of the head while they're while they're looking at the toy. It's like I understand. That's the feeling I'm getting right now. I understand that, like, you completely lied to your fan base or fooled you whichever way you want to look at it here's oh so the you want to give them credit for being so clever like the, the well you, like hopefully they get clever with this larusa situation they're not clever they're Fine. just fucking stuck in their ways man i i i agree with you completely but also and this is actually going to be my final thought for today let's also not act like the sky is falling there's it's, a lot it's of not. there's a lot of talent on this team. Tony Larusa is a good baseball mind, an old but good, old but experienced and winning experience, good baseball mind. And they're still our team, and I'm going to support them at least in front of my television. You still might have to convince me in regard to the ticket <laughs> plan, <laughs> through and through. So. 110 percent it's it's never not going to be my team and i'm never not going to go to bat for them when when people try to trash them but it just sucks that we're in the place where again we're the laughing stock like we we should be having our time in the sun right now and instead people are literally pointing their finger and laughing at us and that's really frustrating because it was a direct result of the decision of a front office member most definitely. Well, the front office member. The front office member. And that that is what is so frustrating. We should be having a podcast about how Jose Abreu is about to get his fucking paid. Like, he, he's about to get what he deserves. And instead, we're talking about Jerry, Tony, like, long list of assholes hey. that, run our, that run our organization. We're they, we're, t- they we're got talking the atten- about they got the attention they wanted, right? Yeah, they did. they got a lot of attention, and it's that that that's unacceptable. Hey, keep your heads up, Sox Nation. We're gonna win. We're keep gonna win games. Your heads up, because the, it all boils down 
to a championship by 2023. That's the hope, right? Because rebuild or bust. And Han, we trust. And Han, we trust. That's about it. Have a good one, everybody. (laughs) 